Hey everyone, Kareem Ray here, and today we have Macklin Robinson, who is a professional footballer at Syracuse Pulse, uh, which is a new team that I just found out right now, uh, in the Nisa League. Uh, Macklin, how's it going? Good, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So can you take us back in time and just share how you got involved into the beautiful game? So all the way back to childhood or back to when I turned professional? How far are we back? How far back uh, are we going here? Let's go all the way back and, and just give us like, you know, obviously it was a long time, but just give us like a, a, a glimpse. Glimpse. Okay. Long story short. So I actually grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio in the Midwest. Um, and that is not or was not at the time a particularly large soccer town. It is now with FC Cincinnati and they're, they're doing quite well now, which I'm, I'm happy about. Um, but I actually grew up playing baseball um, more than soccer. Uh, I played football as well. I was a, I was a multi-sport athlete. My parents were, were uh, very not gung-ho on the idea, but wanted me to experience as much as I could before I made a decision. And I really did fall in love with soccer. So by the time I was about 14 years old, so a freshman in high school, I, I made the decision that I wanted to pursue soccer full-time. Um, so I did that. At the time, this was before academy teams um, required you to play nine months uh, of the year. So you could still play high school and academy. So that's what I did with a no longer existent academy team called Ohio Elite. They only lasted for about two years in the academy system. Um, after that, I went to Columbus Crew Academy. And then for my final year, my senior year of high school, I just played with a local club called um, <clears throat> Metro FC. Um, it was just compiled of a lot of guys that had already committed to colleges. And so we were really there to just stay in shape and have fun um, before, before the year. To be honest, Kareem, I, I did not have intent, uh, intent to pursue professional soccer after college, I was more just using it as a way to get in college and to pay for college. So I went a little bit roundabout. I originally committed to the University of Cincinnati, verbally redacted that, and then committed to a smaller Division II school um, called Ohio Dominican University in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, played there for a year and a half, and then was scouted out by the Columbus Crew's first team, actually trained with the starting goalkeeper at the time, Matt Lampson. Um, and he was one of my role models getting into that. That was one of my big things as he inspired me to, to get into professional soccer, took me under his wing and, uh, and gave me the, the opportunity to, to thrive. And, and, and really I'm, I'm thankful to him to this day for, for what he's done for me. Um, he actually just retired and took up coaching at the Houston Dynamo. So congratulations, Matt Lampson, for that. Um, always got to give a shout out. Nice um, shout so, out yeah. yeah, he uh, he was great. And so I trained with him, played with him throughout the entire offseason. And I played with some of the, um, the second and third string goalkeepers at the time. And I kind of came to the realization that, hey, I'm not quite there yet. Um, you know, I, I could be though, I could see it. And so I was thinking about going to med school at the time. I actually got my degree in microbiology. So after that, I was like, eh, I don't know about eight years in school after more so than that. I just, I wasn't feeling it. I'd rather kick a ball around for a living. So that's what I decided to do. I transferred, uh, three weeks after 
We were kicked out of the NCAA tournament at Ohio Dominican to DePaul University uh, in Chicago, played two years there where I tore my ACL um, before my senior season. And then finally um, came back after six and a half months, played that, ended up not going into the MLS draft and went to a pay to play combine in Florida, did well there, completed my degree early, signed with the North Carolina Railhawks, now the North Carolina FC. My rookie season was in 2016. So that is like the super compiled version. I took you from five years old, basically, to 2020. I think I signed when I was 20 years old. So yeah. Wait, you that... to 2020? Five to 2020? No, no, no. So five to 20 to 20 years old. That was, that was my soccer career right there from five until professional contract at 20. So nice. yeah. I tried how, to how old were you? Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, how old were you when you signed, signed uh, your first professional contract? I believe I was 20 or I turned 21 like the week after or something like that. So I actually completed my degree like a semester early um, because I had originally gone, uh, been invited to San Jose's preseason camp, um, the MLS team. And then I decided not to pursue that because at the time the NASL, um, they had a lot of good money in the league and the coach that I had played for in the InfoSport combine, Colin Clark, he was interested in me and he was the head coach of, of Carolina. I thought it was a good opportunity for me to get playing time. And so he said, Hey, you know, c- come back, come see me in a couple months after you finish your degree. We'll see what, what, what looks good here. I came down after I finished my degree after a week, they offered me a contract and, and the rest is history. So. Nice. Um, and then, you know, from there, you said, who'd you sign your first professional contract with again? Sorry. So at the time, they were called the Carolina Railhawks. They're now North Carolina FC. Carolina FC. Playing at what, uh, what league are they playing in right now? Uh, they are now in the USL 1. They were playing in the USL Championship. And then previously, when I played for them, they were in the NASL. Got it. I mean, I'm, I'm here looking at your Instagram right now. I see a lot of Tampa Bay Rowdies. So was that your second signing after them? So actually, I spent two, uh, two years at North Carolina, and then I ended up signing actually after them with the New York Cosmos, yeah. uh, played a year there, actually got injured, only ended up playing six games, uh, took another six months recovering, and then signed with the Tampa Bay Rowdies for two years after that. Nice. And were you with the Tampa Bay Rowdies last year, 2021? No, I was with them from 2019 and then COVID year 2020. COVID year 2020. Okay, got it. I was there. I was at Tampa Bay Rowdy Stadium in 2021. So I was, I was curious. Okay. If I, I may have seen you play that game possibly, but I, I guess not. Yeah. Um, nice. So you, you mentioned that you signed at 20 years old, you said? Yeah. So how did, like, you know, take us back in time. And how did that feel to, to sign your first professional contract at 20 years old? Um, to be honest, you know, it, as anyone would feel that's pursued this for a long time and put a lot of effort into it, it was very relieving to have all of your hard work justified in the end. Um, but also it was, it was also, a um, a bit of a trigger in my mind. I'm, I'm someone that I was, I'm an army brat. So I was raised to be kind of a soldier and always prepared for every situation. And so as soon as I signed that contract for me, it was okay. Like now this is my job. 
you know, no longer am I a student athlete, like I'm an athlete and my, my contract and my money directly depends on how I perform on the field. So, you know, who knows how long I can do this. I've already been injured very recently. You know, I, I started playing pro a year pretty much after I, uh, you know, had torn my ACL. So it was, it was quite a, quite a transition to come from, you know, I played good soccer in, in, in the big East, which is where DePaul played the league they played in. Um, but yeah, that transition to play in the NASL, you know, where I'm playing with guys on the cover of FIFA, you know, games and, and playing premier league teams. That's a, that's a big jump up. So it, it was, it was great. Um, but also it, it was, a uh, it was a great realization I'll say to, to just recognize where I was and what I had to do to achieve everything that I wanted to do from then on out. So nice. And, you know, let alone you, you're a goalkeeper, right. And, you know, yes, usually, usually teams only have two or three goalkeepers on their roster, um, which makes it even harder to become a professional goalkeeper. So, for sure, you know, I want to quickly just give a shout out to Riley Foster. We've had on the podcast, plays on Liverpool FC's women, women's team and, and uh, Jared awesome. from OPSM Pro Agency, uh, which is also a goalkeeper. So um, I think you're like the third or fourth goalkeeper that we have on the podcast. So. I, I always find it very impressive for, for goalkeepers to go pro because again, there's only two or two or three spots for you guys. So, you know, talk a little bit about that and, and how hard was it for you to break in? Yeah. So first off, that's awesome. Liverpool FC shout out to her goalkeeper union. You know, there's, a, like you said, it's a very unique position. So we, you do have to have a unique mindset. There's a common, common saying that goes that all goalkeepers are kind of crazy. That is absolutely true. So shout out to, um, what would you say your name was? Uh, Riley Foster, Riley Foster, Riley Foster. She's if she's playing at Liverpool, actually, I I've had some correspondence with uh, Johan Trachenberg, the goalkeeper coach at Liverpool with Alisson and and Adrian and all of those goalkeepers. So great organization over there. They're awesome. Um, but yeah, so having been a third string, second string and starting goalkeeper, um, I know what it's like. It's it's a a an interesting work environment to like I said, your contract directly depends on if you're playing and how well you're playing. You know, a lot of these contracts have incentive bonuses, especially when you get into the leagues like the USL Championship or especially MLS. So you know, your contract and how much you're paid at the end of the month can be double or triple what your your base salary is based on how well you're performing. So when you show up training every day, you still have to find a balance between being a good teammate as well as being a good training partner as well as, you know, showing to the coach and to the staff, doing your job, being prepared for your opportunity, and then seizing it when, when that happens. Um, speaking of Liverpool, I think that's a good, good situation to talk about. I believe Adrian um, was the second string at, at Liverpool behind Alisson. Kind of shaky. And to be fair, I played against Adrian. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, but the younger goalkeeper, I can't remember his name. It's like Kelleher. Kelleher. I, think, I believe he's Scottish. Or something like that but anyways he's a very young goalkeeper came in in his opportunities that he was given by Jurgen Klopp did very very well and now has since then moved up to the second string position and that's where it's going um, that's what I'm talking about in terms of seizing the opportunity that transition can happen really quickly along with injuries so what I would say just as an overall idea of of um, how would I say thriving in a goalkeeper core whether you're a three a two or a one it should just be the best teammate that you can continue working hard and do the best job that you can when you're called upon. 
Nice, great points. And, and you mentioned so many different things going on there, being a great teammate, being competitive, seizing your opportunity. There's so many components to it that you got to be on your A game. And, you know, I want to ask you, because you're a full-fledged pro, and are you in your veteran year right now? Uh, so I just turned 28 recently. So I'm after I turned 25, I said I was on the downhill. But for goalkeepers, it's especially with guys like Buffon, um, our prime is not even probably around 29 to 33. So I'm just now approaching my prime. Um, I feel really good. I haven't had injuries since the New York Cosmos. Um, I'm getting a lot of game time and game minutes here. I'm playing, playing really well, I think. Um, and our team is performing well. There's, there's some challenges with being on a new expansion team, just in terms of logistics and stuff like that and, and forming a new team so quickly, but we're, we're overcoming them and, and performing really well. And, I'm excited to be playing and, and, you know, being in the net and, and getting paid to kick a soccer ball around. So yeah, it's great. Absolutely. So you are in your, you're basically in your veteran year, right? Like, you know, players dream of playing for 10 years, let alone five. So you're yeah. almost at that decade. I'll say, yeah, I think I'm at like eight. That'll be, yeah, this will be yeah. eight, eight years. You, so. two, I'm getting up there. Not two years away, two years. I like, I always end up thinking of it in the opposite way. Like it's a bad thing, you know, God, I'm getting so freaking old, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a grind, you know, I'm not going to lie. I just, I brought up quite a few injuries, you know, that's at a certain point, it's just part of it. You know, you, you get on with it and you roll with the punches. And if you aren't able to, I can tell you right now, you're probably going to not make it in the professional environment. That's I, I'm a very honest guy and that it is, it is what it is. If you're not willing to, to work harder than everyone else. And as my dad said, sleep on locker room floors it's not quite there anymore we've got some great cbas in place in the mls and in the usl and even in nisa there's some good money um, usl one as well so soccer is on the up and up um if you if you are willing to be effective do a job and, and work hard to get good at that job you'll be successful 100 percent. and uh, that leads into what i wanted to ask you because you're basically a veteran now is that what advice would you give to the next generation of goalkeepers that want to go pro, what advice would you give to them? What are three things? Oh, Lord. Um, I'll say it is, it is complex and there is a lot that goes into it, but I, I do coach a lot of younger and, and also older, more experienced goalkeepers. Um, and the one universal thing that, that comes to my mind is just having a positive attitude and willingness to learn and always grow. Um, especially as a player, a goalkeeper, and a human being, um, because not only when you get to the professional environment, just like any other job, you have to be a good coworker. If you're not a good coworker, no one really wants to work with you. You're not very effective in your job, especially on the field when you're trying to build trust with guys. And as a goalkeeper, someone that you know can see the entire field, the entire pitch, you have to give directions. Do you know? Essentially, be an eleventh man be good with your feet and keep the ball out of your net. There's a lot more being asked of goalkeepers in particular. Um, you really have to, to hone in on always being on the change just in terms of your tactics and, and what you train because the game is ever changing, being a good teammate, like I said, in order to build that trust and always working on yourself because in order to keep yourself honest and healthy, that's 
I would argue a large part of being a professional that not a lot of people understand is continuously being healthy. I mean, sometimes I can't even get up and go to the grocery store because I have to sit here and rest and, and ice my, my Achilles five times a day because it hurts so bad from striking it on the turf hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, that's part of it. And, you know, I love it. It's, it's worth it to me, but it's not worth it to everybody. So, you know, that's something you have to be honest with yourself about and, and be willing to learn and, and lean into. Um, so if you do that, like I said, you'll, you'll be successful. Absolutely. Great points. You mentioned, mentioned that you came across a lot of injuries. How have you always been able to come back and come back stronger and continue your career? Those three points that I just brought up, um, just continuously learning um, and growing and continuing to work harder and harder because as I get older, I found that the things that used to come easy to me don't as much, you know, I got to continue to hone in on them, but also, I, I am a very logical person. I like to approach things analytically. Um, and so that's all I do. I realize, well, if every year I got to do two or three times more, that's fine. Maybe I, I find an exercise that's more efficient, a new warm-up routine that works for me, whatever it's got to be. I mean, I'm spending my entire, my entire day pretty much taking care of my body and figuring out for the next day what I need to do and studying game film for the next team tactics, what I need to be prepared for, what guys tendencies are, where they're going to shoot, what they're going to do. Um, you know, you could, you could spend 24 hours a day going over all this stuff. Um, it's just how much willingness you're, you can put into it. Um, and just in terms of injuries, I would say that I've learned from every injury that I've gotten. And that's why I've managed to not get injured for these past four or five years, knock on wood. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's what it is, those three things. Got it. What things changed once you signed, uh, you know, pro? In terms of what, my day-to-day -day or? Just, you know, you went from being a student athlete to a pro on and off the field, things that changed. Um, probably how I prioritize my day around my diet, my workouts, and my sleep schedule. Sleep became a lot more important. Um, workouts and exercising and stretching became a lot more important. I probably spent a good two or three hours after spending four or five hours training and at the gym, going to a physical therapist and doing dry needling and treatments and PT thing just to manage to keep my knee in shape to when I inevitably tear it again you know, a year and a half later, but like that managed to keep me in the game and functioning. And yeah, it's just finding that balance and, and able to transition from student where you're, you're going to class and doing this, that, and the other to now it's all right. It's all about soccer. You know, it's, it's hard to be all in on certain things. So I say that is the, that's the biggest thing to point out. Got it. You, you mentioned that, you know, something along the lines of the army you grew up yeah I was an army brat I, I my dad was in the army so I grew up on a lot of army bases and around military families so uh, did you train as a, in the army as well no no no, no. I well <laughs> me and my siblings might might argue that sometimes that we were raised in the military but no we I never joined the military or anything like that no but I would say that I do treat my training and um the way I try and influence teams and, and command the pitch. I derive a lot of uh, my tendencies and ideologies and 
even my commands on the field to my teammates from military and army tactics. Nice. Nice. And, and you mentioned goalkeepers have to be a little crazy or crazy. Um, you know, base, you mentioned baseball and football too. Going back in time, those were two sports that you also played, but what made you, you know, dive more into soccer instead of those two other sports because those two sports in the u.s are way bigger as of now than soccer but coming 2026 canada u.s mexico will be hosting the world cup so that will change things hopefully but yeah we i grew up in a time where when you played soccer you get called a grass fairy and now it's like oh you're super cool if you play soccer and cristiano ronaldo no, it's, uh, I think it was, I could tell you that it's one of those things where I just wanted to be different or, you know, I wanted to stand out from the crowd or, you know, or something like that. Honestly, at the end of the day, I think my parents instilled really good principles in me and they always just said, do what, do what's more fun. Um, because if it's more fun, you're more passionate about it. If you're more passionate about it, you work harder at it. If you work harder at it, you'll be more successful at it. So I was like, well, soccer is more fun. They're like, okay, none of us have ever played soccer before. So good luck. Um, and so, yeah, they just kind of supported me in the journey there. And I did what I had to do to make it happen. Nice. Good points. Those are really good points. Did you have an agent um, help facilitate, facilitate your career? Ooh, that's a good one. That's an interesting one. Um, so I won't name names on the first one, but I did have an agent straight out of um, out of college that I didn't utilize to negotiate my first contract. He kind of just looked it over um, and I did sign with him for about a year and a half. I will just say it wasn't the best experience. Um, ended up leaving that agency within, like I said, about a year and a half. After that year and a half, um, I did really, really well. I shut out uh, Swansea City when they were in the Premier League at the time, had guys like Tammy Abrahams and Leroy Forer and Lucas Fabianski on the team. And um, so I was looking for a good contract. I wanted to have a good agency. I got hooked up with through a German international teammate, Marcel Kanzoira, um, Axel Bierhoff. Um, and he works with an agency called First Wave Sports and Bierhoff Reinstag AG. Um, and so I ended up signing with both of them actually back in 2018, I believe. Um, and I've been with them ever since they, they work really well for me and they've negotiated all of my contracts since then. And they support me on and off the field and, and get me where I need to go. Nice. What is it that they're doing that you stuck with them throughout these years and that you enjoy uh, being, you know, working with them? So the thing that I appreciate the most is just the communication as well as the honesty. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys have known, you know, that, agents and or not known but just been told to look out for agents that are not in it for the best interest of their clients you know businesses are about money at the end of the day I understand that but um, definitely try and find someone that at the end of the day I know when I call my agent Stefani Migliaranzi that if he doesn't answer the phone he's either going to text me or send me a voicemail within five minutes and he's going to call me back within a day and he's going to solve whatever problem I have whatever issue is going on um and so that's that's great for me i appreciate that he's honest with me about contracts and points out specific details because i don't know anything about that stuff there's been quite a few occasions where i would have blundered something horribly and he pointed it out and got it sorted so um for me that's the biggest one is the trust and the communication um 
So, yeah. Nice. You mentioned that the club that you're with now, um, Syracuse Pulse, is a new franchise in the Nisa League. I'm very interested to tap into that. Um, is this their first year operating uh, their club? or Yes, sir. First Go year. So, and this is your first year with the club as well, right? Yes, sir. Nice. So it's, it's obviously, you're probably getting some interest, insight in, into the operations and seeing what's going on with the logistics, so on and so forth. How, um, you know, how's the club doing and, and, and what are you seeing on your side right now? Uh, well, just in terms of the team-wise, I came here particularly for the head coach, Peter Fuller. Um, he used to be the head coach at Chattanooga in NISA as well, um, Chattanooga FC. And so I came here for him. I'm a big, um, I'm a big trust and loyalty kind of guy, Peter Fuller. Not that I've, I've known him for that long, but uh, just talking to him the short time that I did, I, I felt he was a really great guy and a coach that I wanted to play for. That's another bit for me as an older player that I've come to appreciate is just developing those good relationships. Um, so I came here for him. He he painted a project um, that seemed like I that was really good and really promising, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. And so I, I did and jumped jumped right on. Like I said, there are some challenges just coming into a new league with a new team, but honestly, it's it's been a great experience. Um, as an older player, I've, I've never really been involved in team operations like I have now. Um, and that was something that Fuller was, P Peter Fuller was honest with me coming on, was that I would be taking more of a leadership role and, and, and a role in training and making bigger decisions like that. Um, and so I knew that coming in and it's been great. It's been an awesome learning experience. All of the, the employees here are freaking fantastic. The team, team and the guys here, I mean, I know I'm biased, but we're, we're the best team in the league. We have the best players in the league. Um, if we don't end up making a run into the playoffs, and I mean, I hope winning it at the end of the day, I'd be very surprised despite, you know, being a very new franchise. That's not, that's not common, but I have a lot of faith in the employees here and, and the guys that I have working around me. Um, so overall, it's been, it's been good. It's been great. Nice. That's, that's really good to hear. And Anissa's, it's a fairly new league, fairly new National Independent Soccer Association. A lot of new clubs are joining the league as well. Um, yeah, and, and, and NISA is Division Three in the U.S. Soccer Pyramid. So it's, it's definitely up there in the professional world. And it's continuing to grow as all the leagues will for 2026. So that's awesome. Um, and again, you have experience with Tampa Bay Rowdies, which USL Championship, which is Division Two, right underneath the MLS. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, did you ever have aspirations to play in the MLS? Yeah, of course. So at the time when I joined the league, um, it was a bit different. And there was actually more opportunities for money in the NASL. They tried to function and did function as uh, a more European model in terms of league. There was no salary cap. So like I said, I was playing with guys on the cover of FIFA, you know, Raul and, and Senna were playing for the New York Cosmos, you know, guys that played for Madrid and are literally legends of the game. Um, you know, so it was, for me, it was a, it was a great place at the time. I got to play when I was young and it was close to my family. I had family in North Carolina. So 
I wasn't too concerned with getting into the MLS right off the bat. I had turned down the opportunity to go to preseason with San Jose just because I had heard the way they did contracts. And like with my recent injury, it just wasn't smart. Um, I work with them and sponsored by um, HPG, um, which is John Bush. Um, if you know who he is, he's one of uh, MLS's like legendary goalkeepers, top three goalkeepers of all time. Um, and he's been a really great mentor to me. One of the things... You said yeah, he's, sorry, you said that he's sponsoring you? So his company, HPG, sponsors me and has sponsored me for gloves for, shoot, almost 10 years now. Um, yeah, I've known him since I played at DePaul University, and he was with the Chicago Fire at the time. Um, and then we ended up playing each other. Playing, he, he coached me, and we trained together in the first team of the Chicago Fire, and he sponsored me with gloves. And then when I signed with North Carolina, um, he was actually with the Indy 11 at the time. And so we played against each other in the NASL, which was a pretty awesome experience um, before he retired at, I believe, 42 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. So and he just signed. Actually, he is the head goalkeeper coach now for Hiberian Football Club. Um, so he's he's doing well and he's he's a great role model for me. But um, the thing that always stuck out to me and what he told me is it's not how quickly you get into the MLS. It's not necessarily your route to get into the MLS. It's how long you stay in the MLS when you get there. And so for me, like I said, I'm still, you know, I'm still approaching my prime. I'm still getting there. You know, you you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's in the cards. I'm playing well right now and, and getting games and minutes. And if we continue to do well, we'll, we'll see what's in the future. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and, and and connection, you, you know, this is my first interview where I heard, well, not necessarily first interview, but like you went really in depth with your relationships and how important they are and, and the trust factor and honesty. So those are, those are really uh, strong points that you want to go based off of that you've mentioned and went in depth with, which I really like. And, and thank you for sharing, sharing that on the podcast. Um, leading towards the last question, uh, what's your most memorable soccer moment? Oh, so I've actually gotten that one before. Um, a guy that runs a, a blog, a sports blog, Ross, I think it's Tales from Sports, asked me this question. It was greatest moments in sports. So I'll just give you the, the kind of condensed version of that. Um, but it was actually my, it was in 2018, 17, maybe 17. Um, international friendly. I was playing with North Carolina and we were playing against Swansea city who was in the premier league at the time. Um, they had Tammy Abrahams, uh, Lucas Fabianski. Fabianski at the time was like one of my idols. I mean, I grew up, grew up watching this guy on TV and like actually modeled a bit of my, my goalkeeping style after him. Um, so playing against them just right off the bat was phenomenal. Um, I ended up playing the entire second half. Um, did really well, got some early touches on the ball and, uh, probably 10 minutes into the second half left winger comes down the side, uh, serves in across probably right on the six, um, Jordan fur, who is a, um, Netherlands international player, um, heads the ball down. And I actually end up going across and making the save. One of the best saves I've ever made in my entire life. Um, and it was kind of a really good culmination for me of all the hard work that I had done throughout those 15, 20 years at that point to, to make that save against, you know, someone who's like Tammy Abrahams, who's playing at Roma right now, you know, I, 
I was just some no-name Midwestern boy who grew up playing baseball more than soccer. So to go out there and do something like that and then end up getting the shutout, I, I ended up making a couple more really, really good saves. And after that, um, you know, I, I didn't really think I would have an opportunity after North Carolina. But after that, I ended up starting and playing into the, the NASL playoffs and we went to the semifinals. Um, and I got interest actually from Swansea City, actually, um, and quite a few other teams. And so after that, I, I signed with the New York Cosmos and, and just kept rolling with it. And here I am now, eight years later. So it's pretty, pretty good moment. Pretty memorable. Nice. Nice. And I'm, I don't know if you've checked it out on our podcast, but I've interviewed a couple of the guys, a couple of other guys from uh, different teams in the Mesa league. So it's cool Mm -hmm. to have, you know, to meet you guys and have you guys on the podcast to share your story with the next generation uh, that are growing up now that want to go pro. So that's awesome. And um honestly this is a new team i haven't seen your team yet i'm gonna check it out right after this podcast um to look into it i've looked at a lot of clubs like you know in the nisa league and all the other leagues but i I need to check this one out because this one sounds exciting um we're fun to watch i'll 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 definitely tell you that yeah i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna check it out um but leading into our last uh various variations of questions um 10 fun speed questions so you got to answer them fast Oh, goodness. All right. We'll see how quick I am. I am a goalkeeper, so, you know, it's not necessarily our forte. All right. Who's your favorite team? Manchester City. No one get mad at me for that. Uh, I supported them because of Joe Hart. So wow. don't crucify me, please. I'm a Liverpool guy, so I'm against Okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. I understand. Totally. Liverpool is a fantastic team. Who's your favorite player? Uh, goalkeeper or field player? Both. Goalkeeper, Jan Oblak, field player, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, quality. Kevin's crazy, man. This guy is nice. Yeah. What are your favorite boots? Boots? Yeah. Um, Tiempo Legends. Favorite food? Skyline Cheese Conies. Favorite artist, musically? Musically? Oh, gosh. I'm pretty musically illiterate, so that's not that's – a, that's a tough one for me. Uh Metallica. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Uh, do you play FIFA? No, I don't. I'm just a Call of Duty player. Ah, uh, okay. Call of Duty is Sorry. good. Call of Duty is good. I'm like the only pro athlete that can't play FIFA, I think. Uh, I'm going to skip that one then. Two goals pro in soccer game, player. Or would you rather score? Oh, not two goals. Would you rather... Um, would you rather save two PKs in a game or... Would you rather have a game of like 15 good shots and like, like, or would you rather, no, sorry. Would you rather have two uh, PK saves or 10 or 15 crazy shot saves in the game? I'm going to be a little bit cheeky with this answer, but definitely the two penalty kick saves because then I'd get an incentive bonus for penalty kick saves. I wouldn't get an incentive bonus for the 15 crazy saves. I, I mean, they'd appreciate it, but you know, I'll be a little bit greedy here. No, that's good. That's good. I like that. Um, and would you would you rather score? F- oh man, would you- I'm not even gonna ask this one. Skip. This I'd one. love to score a goal. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> um, Ali, go to the last one. If you were a coach and you were able to sub in any player in history to win you a game, who would that be? Oh gosh, I have to answer that quickly. Oh Jesus, sorry, I hit my microphone. That's how crazy of a question that was. Um. To win a game, uh, good lord, 
I don't know. Um, Zinedine Zidane. I, Zidane. I mean, Zidane. Yeah, I, I feel like that's maybe a cop out answer. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, Go it's a tough one. I, you'd have to give me a little bit on that one. That's that's a tough one to answer quickly. For sure. All right. Well, um, was there anything that you wanted to add in or? Oh, yeah. No. Well, thank you so much for having me. I did check out some of your, you know, videos and podcasts and YouTube stuff. And I think what you're doing is great. It's really professional and awesome. And like I said, I do a lot of coaching um, in my off time. I run basically my own private goalkeeper academy. And uh, it, a lot of this stuff I discuss and, and help with my young goalkeepers already. So I really appreciate, you know, you doing essentially the same thing and assisting and and helping people get to the next level, because I think that's important. You know, I, I grew up in a time where I had to figure it out myself. And although that was helpful, you know, the game is ever changing and it's a lot more popular now. So to hear from guys that have been through it, I mean, I've literally been through it at every level. I've played NISA, even though I haven't played in the MLS yet, you know, I've played against beat MLS teams plenty of times. So, you know, I, I know I was roommates with Matt Turner, um, the, you know, starting goalkeeper for the U S men's national team. So like I know, and, shout out to him as well he taught me a lot of this stuff about contract negotiations brilliant guy brilliant goalkeeper I hope he succeeds at Arsenal and I hope he starts for the U.S. men's national team nothing against Zach Steffen but um yeah just yeah fantastic so fantastic stuff I really appreciate it and and keep doing what you're doing uh, thank you did you uh, can you quickly shout out your private training do you guys have like Instagram or, or something yeah, I mean, so I do have like a smaller Instagram that is just about my private training. It's I think it's just mr.goalkeeping. Um, but if you want, you can just follow my regular Instagram page, the one Big Mac, and I'll, I'll post updates on that. Nice, guys. Check it out. And Macklin, I just want to, you know, before we go, I just want to thank you for taking the time for joining us on the One Soccer Nation podcast today. Thank you, Kareem. Really appreciate it. 